You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 115. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth, so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and today's episode is midterm elections. What do they mean for the markets? But before we get to the topic of the day, can you believe it is November already? Wow, where did the year go? Where did the year go? And the question that I ask myself is, did I accomplish everything that I wanted to this year? Or am I on a track to accomplish everything that I wanted to this year? Now, the only way we know that is if we set some goals at the beginning of the year. But I bet there's some things, whether you wrote them down or not, some things you wanted to get done in 2018. Now, honestly, if I have to answer the question, did I accomplish everything that I wanted to, I'm going to have to say no. There's a couple areas of my life, healthy lifestyle, where I didn't hit my target. And I can only be honest with you. And really, I can only be honest with myself. (laughs) I mean, that's the cornerstone in my life that I'm missing. And if you've listened to this show a bunch, you know Fortress Planning Group, the company that I work for, my day job, and this podcast, Best in Wealth, is all about figuring out what your cornerstones are and then building abundance in them. Your cornerstones like your family and your friends and your career and your health on the inside and the outside and things such as your finances. Those are your cornerstones. We want to figure out what our most important ones are and then build abundance in them. But the the health cornerstone, not so much my inner health, but my physical health is suffering. My cornerstone is just missing right now. It's not being it's not being filled up. I'm not building abundance in that cornerstone. Some of my other cornerstones they're doing great. My family, my career which is my business, my spirituality is picking up and growing. But you know what I learned through my process when you really think about these kinds of things? is that when one cornerstone in your life is not where it needs to be, it brings down the other cornerstones in your life. They they all should be working together. That's why your finances, which are an absolute must as a cornerstone for a family steward, 
Why it needs to be a cornerstone, even though money by itself is not going to bring you happiness or contentness like maybe your health cornerstone or your family cornerstone. But when you're doing the things you need to in your financial cornerstone, it allows the other ones to become full. Getting deep here, aren't I? (laughs) In other words, you may not be reaching your potential in your family cornerstone if your financial cornerstone is not being tended to. So when I think about my health, my physical fitness, and my eating, I know because I'm lacking in that cornerstone that it's affecting other cornerstones, even though I say to myself that my family cornerstone is doing great. I don't think I'm reaching my absolute potential because other cornerstones, such as my physical fitness, my health is not being attended to. And you know, it's so easy for me to do, especially now that we're in November, is to say the heck with it. The heck with it. The year's almost over. Let's start again on Jan 1. I call that the Jan 1 plan. And if there's family members or friends listening, they know what I'm talking about and they're probably laughing. But when you look at it, November just started. Which basically means there's 17% of the year left. Almost 20% of the year is left for me to build abundance in my cornerstone of health. Can I do it? I know that I can, but will I? Well, I'll keep you posted. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, my friends, here we go. Midterm elections, what do they mean for the markets? Well, you'd have to be hiding under a rock not to know that there are some elections coming up. It appears in the news cycle every day, popping up on your phone, watching commercials on the TV, which means it is almost election day in the U.S., Once again, and for those who need a brief civics refresher, every two years, the full U.S. House of Representatives and one-third of the Senate are up for re-elections. Or I should say, re-election. And while the outcomes of the elections are uncertain, because they are. One thing we can count on is plenty of opinions and guesses that will be floated around in the days to come. Will the Republicans maintain control or will the Democrats take over in one house or the other? Well, in financial circles, this will almost assuredly include any potential for perceived impacts on the markets. If such and such political party takes over the House or the Senate, what will it do for the markets? That's what we hear every day. But a family steward, here's the question you need to ask yourself. Should long-term investors such as you focus on midterm elections because if you should you ought to be paying more attention to it and if you shouldn't and you're not well good for you 
Before we can answer that question, let's just review markets and how markets work. And I'm talking about any market, but specifically we'll talk about the stock market right now. And I would caution any investor against making short-term changes to a long-term plan to try to profit or avoid losses from changes in the political winds. But for context, it's helpful to think of markets as a powerful information processing machine. I mean, the combined impact of millions of investors placing billions of dollars worth of trades each day results in market prices that incorporate the aggregate expectations of all the investors. This is called the efficient market. 50 years ago, you probably could get a leg up and find a mispriced stock and either profit from it or avoid losses by selling. But because markets are efficient right now, because everybody has access to the same information, it makes out guessing market prices very, very difficult. And it's proven by the number of actively managed mutual fund managers that actually beat the market in a 15-year period, and it is very, very slim. So if we embrace market pricing as a family steward should, what does that mean with these upcoming elections? And while surprises in this election can and do happen in other elections. Anything can happen. But remember, the surprises don't always lead to clear-cut outcomes for investors. So if most people think that Republicans are going to control the House and the Senate, but you think that maybe Democrats will take over one or both, does that mean that a surprise that you predict will lead to a clear-cut positive outcome if you buy or sell based on what you think. Well, let's let's look at the 2016 presidential election, which serves as a recent example of this. There were a variety of opinions about the election and how it would impact markets, but many of the articles at the time posted that stocks would fall if Trump were elected president. October 4th of 2016, CNN Money wrote an article called A Trump Win Would Sink Stocks, What About Clinton? Brookings Institute on October 21st, 2016 wrote a similar article called What Do Financial Markets Think of the 2016 Election? And on October 31st of that same year, 2016, the New York Times wrote an article, What Happens to the Markets if Donald Trump Wins? And they all pointed to the same conclusions. Markets would sink or fall if Trump were elected. So what actually happened? The day following President Trump's win, which most people didn't expect would happen, the S&P 500 index closed 1.1% higher. It was a great day in the stock market when so many people thought that this was going to be the beginning of the end in the stock market. So even if you would have correctly predicted the election outcome, 
which was not apparent in pre-election polling. There is no guarantee that you would have predicted the correct directional move, especially given the narrative at the time. Are you keeping up with me? (laughs) I hope so. Because what about the congressional elections that are happening coming up on Tuesday? For the upcoming midterms, market strategists and news outlets are still making predictions and offering opinions on who will win and how that will have an impact on the markets. But remember, Family Steward, remember, data for the stock market going back to 1926 shows that returns in months when midterm elections took place did not tend to be different from returns in any other month. And we've done a lot of research around this. And if you go to bestandwealth.com and click on today's episode, I'm going to show you an exhibit that's showing monthly returns dating back to January 1926. And I'll highlight the months when there were midterm elections. And I'll highlight when Republicans won and when Democrats won or when there was a switch between the House or the Senate, a switch of control. And you know what you find if you look at this exhibit that I'm going to post at bestinwealth.com is that election month returns are well within the typical range of returns, regardless of which party won the elections. I mean, similar results appeared random when looking at all congressional elections, midterms and presidential. And for annual returns, both the year of the election and the year after, there is no pattern. There is no, if this happens, then this will happen. If Democrats take control, then the stock market will go up and down and vice versa. We're looking back to 1926. There's nothing in the data that suggests that there's some sort of pattern that we ought to follow, even though though there's opinion after opinion on what you should do with your money based on who wins. It's crazy. And it all just goes back to the fact that the news cycle could care less about your long-term plans. They don't know what your plan is for the future. All they care about are getting more listeners or subscribers or clicks. So they need to be emotional. They need to be talking about this. That's their job. But it doesn't mean you should be paying attention to any of it. I mean, always remember that people are paid to make predictions. People are not paid to make the correct prediction. And for family stewards, for me and for you, we're in it for the long haul. It can be easy to get distracted by month-to-month or even one-year returns. I mean, geez, look at what's been happening in October. The stock market is way up one day. It's down another day. It's down the next. We've seen a lot of volatility, and I brought up at the beginning of the month that we might see a lot of volatility around election times. That's normal. 
even the volatility we're seeing, it's hard to attribute how much is it because of the midterm elections and what isn't. You can't tease things out. It's a very dynamic thing. But what really matters for us, for long-term investors, for family stewards, it's how our wealth grows over long periods of time. So if you go to Best in Wealth and you look at that first exhibit, I'm going to offer a second one which is going to show a hypothetical dollar growing between 1926 through August of 2018. And I'll highlight in the graph when Democrats were in control, when Republicans were in control. And what you're going to find is that both parties have periods of significant growth and significant declines during their time of majority rule. There does not appear to be a pattern of stronger returns when any specific party is in control of Congress or when there's a mixed control for that matter. Markets have historically continued to provide returns over the long run, irrespective of, and perhaps for those who are tired of hearing political ads, even in spite of which party is in power at any given time time. So while it might be interesting and while you might have your own political agenda on who you want to win or who you want to control or be in control, I should say, that should not have an impact on your long-term goals and your money that is built for the long-term. The stock market can help us grow our assets. And I believe investing is a long-term endeavor, period. If you're a short-term timer, you're gambling, you're not investing. And trying to make investment decisions based on the outcome of elections is unlikely to result in reliable excess returns for an investor. I mean, at best, any positive outcome based on such a strategy will likely be the result of random luck. Although anyone who makes those predictions, they're not going to call it luck. They're going to call it skill and they'll be the new guru that we should be following, but not us because we know that any guess because there's no pattern is the result of random luck. And people are guessing on all sides. So of course there's going to be people that are going to guess correctly. Fortunately for us though, there are tracking mechanisms to see how this any particular person who guesses something right today, how were their guesses in the past. And finally, at worst, it can lead to costly mistakes if you're going to try and time what might or might happen during the election. And I'm telling you right now, friend, that there is a strong case for us to rely on patience and portfolio structure rather than trying to outguess the market to pursue investment returns. So what are you going to do? Are you going to try and time the market based on who you think will control the House or Senate? Is that you? 
Are you gonna, or are you gonna stand your ground and not do anything, but still be very nervous, adding stress and uneasiness to your life, probably screwing up your inner self cornerstone? Or are you gonna be family steward? Are you gonna keep your focus on the long term and not react or stress out, no matter the outcome? Because as a family steward, we know and are confident that we have a great long-term plan no matter who wins. We might not be happy politically, but our long-term plan is not dependent on who controls the House or the Senate or the presidency. Which leads me to my beginning message. I'm going to take some action on my health. What cornerstone do you need to work on? If it's finances, if you think you could use some investment planning or financial advice, I can tell you that working with a fee-only certified financial, comprehensive financial planner that understands the way a family steward should invest is absolutely in your best interest. And if any of this is resonating with you, I want you to get in touch with me. Here's how you can do it. Simply email me, Scott at bestandwealth.com. Let me know that you're ready for a second opinion on what you're doing today and that you're ready to start dreaming and planning for your family's future like a family steward should be doing. Or call me anytime, 262-777-1158. I am ready to listen to you. But for now, I gotta go. And I want you guys to have a great weekend. I want you not to stress about the election that's coming up. And I'll see you when. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everybody. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance with compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.